0: You know what we're about to do? We're about to get
1: real. When can we stop with masks? Predicting when we're going to be able to stop wearing masks is a very challenge.
0: We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors. The scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable, that's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia.
2: So it's difficult to even fully comprehend how much COVID has changed life as we know while well, hoping life will get back to normal while well, hoping life will get back to normal
0: is it safe to vaccinate 5 to 11 year olds
1: that's yeah, such a great question i think sometimes there's uh, confusion or concern because parents do you feel, feel like, like we're there yet know, uh, are, are worried um in a lot of ways yes but there's a couple things that stick out like
2: wow this is not normal Right, yeah. In fact, my my wife and my daughter uh, are going to be going to a concert at Blossom in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, it was My my daughter got my my wife a surprise birthday present. They're very excited. They love this this particular country artist. Who is it? I have no idea. I I don't remember. (laughs) But Blossom, along with a whole bunch of other places, to get in, require proof of vaccination or proof of a negative COVID test. Wow. Mm. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle. I'm Brian. And if you don't want to miss anything, just hit that subscribe button. This is the Brian and Janelle podcast.
1: I've never had a COVID test. Do they give you a card or some
2: like a sheet of paper? Is it? how it's done? Uh, they do. I I I got something a long time ago. You uh, know what? What did you get when you went?
0: They give you. It's kind of like when you check out. When they give you the the, the slip, test like the slip. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. the test results there.
2: Okay, so you can't even get into because I know even
0: airlines. Like when you're traveling mm-hmm. into the country from anywhere, even if you're a U.S. citizen, you either have to provide proof that you took a test within the last three days, or proof that you got a negative test.
2: But then I I think it maybe has changed for a while, some intangibles as well, right? Yes. Do do you think it's forever or at least temporarily changed maybe attitude and thought about life in general or are we all just sailing our way back to America pre-pandemic?
1: I do think it has changed things. I don't, I hope it's not forever, but there's a definite, snarky, sarcastic, bitter, pessimistic kind of cloud yes. over uh, over certain people. But maybe those people would say it's over the other people, too. They probably would. Right? <laughs> so, good point.
2: <laughs> so maybe it is everybody. I like how you put that. In fact, I think someone else grabbed onto that. There's a, a writer named Samuel James. And he wrote a piece about the death of one character quality that Christians are specifically prescribed to have in Scripture. Mm -hmm. But he thinks COVID has doomed fully Christian thinking. He goes on to say this, and I'm going to leave out the attribute now. I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Philippians, if you're curious to get to this book of Philippians. But he says... What I find myself gravitating more toward is a deep conviction about one particular character quality, Philippians describes. The Bible assumes that Christians are people that possess this, which is fascinating to me because I run seemingly more and more into Christians who think that the lack of this particular character quality is a sign of authentic Christian conviction. Mm -hmm. What is the character quality? We will talk about that. Again, turn to the book of Philippians, and we'll evaluate whether Samuel James is right that maybe COVID 19 has totally destroyed this. Hey, it's Brian. I've got one little request. Now, I'm not good at tap dancing. So I will not tap dance around it. So here it is. We need your money. Okay, that was a little direct, but it's true. We're part of Moody Radio Cleveland, and we're a listener-supported ministry. So people like you who listen to this podcast every week, faithfully, and we're grateful for you, you are the ones who keep every episode coming out time and again. And it's not cheap to keep radio stations and podcasts running. So would you prayerfully consider a donation to this ministry? Super easy to do that. Go to moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. Again, moodyradio.org slash Cleveland. And you can follow links there to get your gift in safely and securely right now. Thanks. Brian N. Janelle and I stumbled upon a writer named Samuel James who says there's a particular character quality that the book of Philippians tells us we ought to possess as followers of Christ mm-hmm. that he thinks COVID-19 officially like just slammed the coffin shut and nailed it. Just like it's done. Yeah. It's dead. Wow. That's it's pretty strong. intense because, because he says it's the, the, the article is called the death of, mm-hmm. and then this character quality, mm-hmm. a couple people guessing they think it's the death of compassion. No. Well, for some, but yeah, no, that's not, not what he said.
0: Peace. Is it peace?
2: Terry in Newcastle says peace. No, it's not peace. <laughs> no, nope, out in Philippians. It's right before one we all know in Philippians. So Philippians chapter four, verse six says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Mm-hmm. And everyone loves that one. Right. Anyone read right before that? Is it counted all? Nope. Not counted all joy? Some people are like, is there anything before that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought that was all there is. <laughs> So Philippians four, if you start at verse four, says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." Again, I say, rejoice. Let your
1: reasonableness
2: be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand.
0: Hmm. In other translations, because people, you know, may not recognize that word.
2: But. Yeah, the the English Standard Version. Is reasonableness. It's translated a number of different ways, and again, languages are difficult to translate. Mm-hmm. But they're all, at least in the intent of the writer, have something to do with some say a gentleness. Some say be considerate, like the New Living Translation mm-hmm. is. Let everyone that see that you are considerate in all you do. Uh, but I like the way reasonableness in the ESV encapsulates this whole thing. And so here's what again, and Paul says, "Let your reasonableness be known to everyone." Who? <laughs> everyone. everyone, right? <laughs> we like when he tells us not to be anxious. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he wants if we want to hear him tell us to be reasonable. So here's <laughs> what Samuel James says. What I when I what I find myself gravitating toward is some deep convictions about reasonableness. The Bible assumes that Christians are reasonable people in Philippians four five, which is fascinating to me because I. Run into seemingly more and more Christians who seem to think that the lack of reasonableness is a sign of authentic Christian conviction. Is that fair?
0: What does that look like
1: mm-hmm.
0: in terms of today, in the context of COVID and all that?
1: I would I would envision reasonableness as listening to in one, both sides. You know, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. perhaps you've already chosen a side. And you listen to the other side, and and they make good points. At least I've found that to be true. So you take what they say, and maybe you make uh, what Dave calls a Ben Franklin chart. And it's, you know, one column is pro this, and one is pro that. And then you, you put the good points everybody's making, and then try to work them together and somehow make a decision based on both sides.
0: I also don't want to make a caricature of Christians today. And so people don't walk around saying, man, stop being reasonable. If you're going to be a Christian, stop being reasonable. Mm -hmm. So why would he say, like, what is it that people are doing that that would say that we line up being more Christian with being unreasonable?
2: Well, this particular author seems to have his own way of explaining what reasonableness is. Is it close to what Ron said? Yeah. Is it different? Let's take a look at what he says it is. Mm -hmm. Because, you know— I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of years on my Christian journey where I knew I had accepted Jesus in my heart, as they say, Yeah. but I spent the rest of my time trying to make him fit into the worldview I'd already created. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or, you know, you pull this verse out, you go, look it, that fits perfectly with my conviction on this and pull that out. But to truly read the scriptures as one that is supposed to be a guide for my life, knowing I fall short of the glory of God, mm-hmm. I got to look at this and go, wow, am I reasonable? Let's find out. And if I'm not, I need to be because I'm told to be. Right. Because I not only should be exemplifying it, people should know me for it. Right. That's pretty intense. Yeah, that is. All right. So with that in mind, here's what he writes. He says, My hunch is that reasonableness means, among many other things, simply the ability to receive and incorporate information that doesn't fit your preferred analysis. A reasonable posture is not the same as an open mind. A reasonable posture is not the lack of worldview, and it's not a lack of argument. Instead, it's the ability to believe in something while also realizing that there are real reasons to not believe it. And that there are intelligent, non-threatening people who are more convinced by the reasons not to believe than to believe. Let's Let's take that in again. Instead, it's the ability to believe in something while also realizing That there are real reasons to not believe it. Mm -hmm. Not that I believe this. Anyone who disagrees is an idiot who wants to Mm -hmm. ruin the country and your children. And usher in the Antichrist. Right. Right. (laughs) So it also believes that there are intelligent, non-threatening people, like smart people, who are not trying to hurt you or anyone else, Mm -hmm. who are more convinced by the reasons not to believe this thing that you believe. It's also the capacity to believe things that can be nuanced without being obliterated. Nuance. You know I love Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And being able to hold on to beliefs when accounting for things that don't fit the narrative. It's like I think of when I was taught to write persuasive essays, right? You do research, and you'll find things that disagree with your perspective. Mm -hmm. So you... Don't include those in your essay.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> you don't deny that they exist, yeah. but you just persuade with, because you look at the totality of the evidence, you think there's reasonable things against it, reasonable things for it, but you emphasize the things for it. Yeah. That's reasonable.
0: Yeah.
2: Hmm. Now, he goes on with some specifics I think that are worth looking at when it comes to COVID. He says, reasonableness means acknowledging that COVID-19 is not a hoax that dead bodies and grieving families are not Nancy Pelosi's grand invention. And reasonableness also admits that the devastating fallout from COVID-19 is not a tale of right-wing ideas have consequences. Mm -hmm. Like the right did it or the left did it. It's their fault. They're making it up or they're causing all the problems or whoever they are blaming them.
1: It's always they, (laughs) Yeah, the unidentified they.
2: He said Anthony Fauci did disparage masks at some point and the who said it wasn't a pandemic at one point. Mm -hmm. And by the time trust the science was the mantra, thousands of people were already dead and dying. Putting two realities together doesn't give you a compelling ideological story. It makes you sound like both Mm sidism. But it's truth. Reasonableness looks at the vaccines and sees a genuinely marvelous scientific creation that even elites are injecting into their children and parents. But reasonableness also acknowledges that adverse effects are real and that people are worried about them. Mm-hmm.
0: That transforms the way you engage with anybody.
2: Right. The, your
0: conversations, yeah. your posture in terms of relationships. And it's sad because we've seen in the last few months how the lack of reasonableness has even affected not just churches, like relationships in church, but even family like mother, daughter, brothers. So I can see um, not just that it's biblical, but how much we can
2: gain from it. Someone else is pointing out there's a number of different translation out there, like the HCSB, the NIV uses, let your gentleness be evident to all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see that clearly as a synonym. Mm-hmm. But keep in mind the ESV and the NLT both choose words that lean towards, I think, more specificity in right. reasonableness. Mm-hmm reasonableness isn't reasonableness gentle it should be because you're
1: trying to understand both sides or all sides sometimes there's multiple sides of a of a topic of discussion
2: yeah it's it's gentle to say you know i'm convinced by x y and z but i see that a b and c are important to you Mm -hmm. god bless you
0: I can see how the fear of acknowledging the other side or entertaining, like, man, there are reasons not to believe, is not valid. I can understand it. Like, imagine if you were a prosecutor, and they do it. It's just scary. Yeah. If you entertain the possibility of, uh, what's that phrase they use, the reasonable doubt, Mm -hmm. you know, that's like, it can weaken your, your case. You know, or let's say with faith, when when you mention being a new believer and you're talking to somebody that's agnostic or an atheist, you don't want to entertain anything that's like, because you're afraid that it'll weaken your posture, your position in terms of, no, this is truth. We do that with kids. It's scary as a mom to entertain the questions they bring of, well, what if? You know, you want to stick to, no, there's no reason not to believe.
2: And yet our legal system even requires prosecution to disclose to defense when there's other suspects, Mm -hmm. right? It requires it. In Mm -hmm. fact, there's a real famous case. The Supreme court overturned it. It was a murder case uh, out of Louisiana, the case of Curtis flowers that was covered in a podcast series called in the dark, where the prosecutor did not disclose to the defense Mm. that another person had not only been a legitimate suspect, but had been held By authorities for days and Mm. questioned. And that's against the law. You can't do that. Yeah, And yet we as Christians have somehow found ourselves on both sides. Let's let's be clear that we have lost the ability to be reasonable, perhaps.
0: How do you gain it?
2: Um, I think you have to work at it. You do have to work at it.
1: It's a conscious decision. It's not like a, a natural gift that God gives you you know yeah. you have to think how how can i understand those who disagree with me better and and look into it yeah. one thing i've been doing is um we we talked a while back about kevin max from dc talk
0: yeah
1: outing himself as an exvangelical mm. and what what all that meant well i found a podcast called exvangelical interesting and so i listened to that and i i I listened for how these people who grew up in the church and had considered themselves Christians and now consider themselves something else, and what what the change was and why why it didn't stick with them. I guess, and it's it's very interesting to see that and and understand they would look no different in their childhood than perhaps I did, yeah. and going to Sunday school and. Uh, VBS in the summer, and they knew the insider terms of church. And yet,
2: you know, with me, I, I remained in the faith and they didn't. And a reasonable person will listen to those and go, I disagree, but I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just listened to uh, Christianity Today has a wonderful series called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill yeah. about Pastor Mark Driscoll and such. It's a podcast series, and they have a bonus episode that follows Josh Harris. Uh, the guy who wrote I Kissed Dating Goodbye, he came Mm -hmm. out as as saying he's not a Christian anymore. They do an in-depth interview with him where he talks about his journey from pastor to ex-evangelical. And I hope that when I finish it, I can say I disagree with him on a number of things, but he's not crazy and doesn't hate me. Mm -hmm. A reasonable person can look at it and go, I get it. I understand why he feels that way.
0: And I guess that takes us to how we can model reasonableness in our relationships. There are people like in my circle that are on what we would call opposite sides and we Mm -hmm. vehemently disagree on COVID and the the vaccines. You've mentioned some people in your circle. And I think the idea of what you did with Josh Harris to listen to his story helps you. Not necessarily agree, but understand. And we need more of that. I don't do it enough to tell the person, well, why do you believe what you believe? And really listen. And even if you walk away l- with leaving them with the feeling of I took the time to understand you versus I don't even want to hear it. We disagree. I just think it can help us prioritize relationships in the context of what we're talking about, which is what's that's going key. on with the pandemic.
2: And I'm, I'm certain that's why Paul said that, because it's going to help. Preserve relationship with people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, his command was right before your favorite verse about not being anxious, let your reasonableness be known to who? Mm. Everyone.
0: Everyone. Everyone.
2: And I really like how this writer summarizes it. He said, it's the ability to believe in something while also realizing there are real reasons not to believe it. Yeah,
0: I like Lisa's mm-hmm. text says, a reasonable and gentle person fights the battles inside oneself before they bash the other side. Being reasonable and gentle sees the person God loves
2: in front of them. Amen. I well said. Oh yeah, Lisa, that's mm-hmm. beautiful because we are to see people who are created in God's image in front of us, even when they're really wrong and don't know what they're talking
0: about. yeah,
2: right. right? And we should want to let our reasonableness be known to them because we can build a relationship and maybe they'll change us in some ways. yeah. and Lord right. willing, we can change their heart about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I am convicted by this. Maybe you are too.
0: What do you think about Katie? She says, gentleness is the fruit of the Spirit. So doesn't that mean the relationship and closeness with the Lord would naturally bring this about?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think Christian maturity, the more that you mature in your relationship with Christ and you seek to follow him and not your favorite author or your favorite pundit or your favorite cable news channel or your favorite newspaper or website, Mm -hmm. the more you try to follow Jesus— The more these things happen yes and you feel these qualities these fruits of the holy spirit within you that begin to pour out you begin to see that hey i have this conviction on a thing that's not essential to my salvation and people disagree with me and they're not crazy for it Mm -hmm. and i can love them anyway Mm -hmm. food for thought maybe this this week you can let your reasonableness become evident amen to others
0: hey hold up where are you going You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So go ahead, look down, hit that button right there and subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more.
2: And guess what? You can help us out. How? A five-star rating. Hello?
0: You can also hang with us live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Download the Moody Radio mobile app, and you're able to connect with us.
2: Or just go to brianandjanelle.org.
0: And listen, we didn't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, Alan Perry, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Vita.
2: And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.